Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decolonizing the Blockchain, where we discuss all things blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency related. My name is Sika, and I am talking to you from the East Coast. I'm not even going to tell you what city I am in today because it's I just don't want to. <laughs> but to all of you guys who are not familiar with who we are, we are the dynamic duo that is trying to decolonize the blockchain. Um, and what that means is we are trying to break down concepts, key ideas, and current events that are related to blockchain, Bitcoin, and crypto in accessible small bites so that anyone, we're talking about anyone, even a fifth grader, can get these concepts and make informed decisions about whether or not to invest in crypto markets. That said, I want to introduce my co-host, Maoli, who is our resident Bitcoin evangelist and a blockchain expert because he's done it, folks. So, Maoli, take it away, please. Yeah, I'm Maoli, and uh, I'm sharing with you from the sunny hills of Berkeley, where the Bitcoin research is done. And uh, I'm very envious. <laughs> I need the sun. Okay. It's not like the rest of us don't. We're not vampires, but we still got to be jealous if, if you get more sun than us. So that said, um, today we wanted to get into, we promised our listeners that we would get into how to acquire Bitcoin. Um, so there's lots of stuff going on out there in the ether where people are getting scammed on Facebook. People are getting into these investment groups where they're telling them they're going to hold their Bitcoin for them and they see nothing that ever happens. Um, and so let's start with the really easy ways to get Bitcoin. So um, I'm going to start off by saying I live in Massachusetts. I have been in the grocery store and those Coinstar vending machines where you can drop your pennies. Your pennies and your coins that you put into Coinstar, now they allow you to purchase Bitcoin with that. So that's one place. You don't have to go and through a third party. There is also, if you have a PayPal account or a Cash App account, you can buy Bitcoin. Um, and there are Bitcoin ATMs. Um, so that is how you can go and actually purchase Bitcoin. Um, Maoli, talk to us about what you know and also the different places, the different types of custody. Because I know there's, um, you've mentioned to me before, self-custody versus custodial accounts. So talk to me about that because I feel like I just told people where to buy it, but I didn't tell them what kind of account they would be getting. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways to um, acquire Bitcoin. I think uh, some of them are... Um, they keep the coins for you. Some of them, you move the coins to your own wallet on your own device. Um, I think the other thing also is um, regulation in the different countries around the world determines how the exchanges operate. So a lot of people choose to just use decentralized exchanges that are not located in one specific country. That way they are not affected by those uh, rules. A lot of people in New York cannot use Coinbase, Binance, Blockchain, Bitstamp because the regulations require those exchanges to block people from New York. Uh, and around the world, there's different regulations. So I think the one that works for everybody is the decentralized exchanges like uh, Hold Hold, 
bitcoin.com, bisc.network, uh, Bitcoin ATMs. You put in cash and you get Bitcoin. Um, or you can sell something and get paid in Bitcoin, like openbazaar.com or bigpay.com. Whatever you sell, you receive the payments in Bitcoin. Works just like cards online. Perfect. But then there's also the centralized one. And these are for the privileged people in countries or states where there's no regulation making Bitcoin inconvenient. So you can use coinbase.com, binance.com, blockchain.com, and bitstamp.com. Those are the um, centralized exchanges for people who lived in privileged um, territories. But if regulation in your area is not favorable, you want decentralized. So bisc.network or holdhold.com. That's really helpful. That's really helpful. So, so let's talk about a little bit about, about the custodial versus non-custodial versus non -custodial accounts. Custodial so, I so I mentioned before you can purchase on PayPal, purchase on PayPal. Um, and, um, also and also on, on Cash, App. Um, Cash App. Cash App. Those are custodial, Those are custodial accounts, accounts, meaning, meaning that, that you cannot you take, cannot take whatever, Bitcoin whatever Bitcoin you have and actually... And actually um, um, and actually and take, actually it, take off it off of the Cash App, the cash or, PayPal, app or PayPal. Um, platform. They are housed there. I think it's the same thing with Robinhood, where you can where also you can buy also Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. Um, um, so those are so custodial accounts. The exchanges that Molly was referencing, whether they be decentralized or centralized, those we highly recommend that you take it off the exchange and put it in a wallet. Anyone, Anyone who is a Bitcoin evangelist or purist will tell you you never want to leave your money on exchange. Learn how to use a digital wallet. And if you have an iPhone, even better, you can take it off of the exchange, download the wallet onto your phone, take it off the exchange, feed it, and secure it. So we will do another episode on what it means to do to have a custodial account or a self-custody account, excuse me, and what, what things you need to do to keep yourself, your 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 coin safe. We also actually have a, a few blog posts on our blog, which is um, blog.uncutlab.com, where you can go and learn about all of this. It's in the show notes also. So feel free to go there, take a look, ask questions. We do um, answer comments over there. Um, and once again, we'll put the disclaimer out there that we're not financial advisors. We're just providing educational resources. Um, but we wanted to make sure that people understood that there are places that there is no middleman between you and the coins. You don't have to pay someone to buy Bitcoin for you. You can acquire them yourself. It's all about just having knowledge and knowing where to go. That said, Molly, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I guess... Yeah, uh, if you really uh, like this, we have other episodes coming up, some of them in video or blog form that give you just the details you need to use. Um, ex I think the centralized exchanges sort of speak for themselves, but the decentralized ones are not as common. So you may love, I guess, um, our details about how to get Bitcoin through them. And last but not least, we want to make sure that you're aware that there are transaction fees, just like with um, stock exchanges. Oh, yeah. There are transaction fees. So before you pick an exchange um, or you pick some kind of self-custody, um, excuse me, or a self-custody option, 
you really want to understand what are the costs. I think Coinbase is quite high when it comes to the fees. Binance is a little bit more reasonable, but you want to do that research also because that's also an additional cost that you have to incur. The wallets in general are free, but you want to do research on which ones are the most secure. And make sure that whatever you do, if you're doing self-custody, make sure you understand that you have to um, put your money in a wallet and you have to actually secure it with a password or a seed phrase. And we'll get more into that in another episode. But for now, we want to thank you for spending these last 10 minutes with us. We wish you light and sun and rainbows and unicorns. Ain't that right, Maui? <laughs> yes, we do. All right. I'm Sika. I'm talking to you from Boston. And this is Molly from sunny Berkeley. All right. Have a good day, y'all. <laughs>